things that I always I, I preach about having a protein-centric diet. Okay, from there, the rest of your diet does tend to fall in place pretty easily. It just naturally lines up with what you're making. So if you're making a steak for dinner, good, then you also have then, you know, um, you're going to be cooking that, and there's some oil or some butter or tallow. That's going to break right. some of your fats, plus there's fat in that steak. Right. Um, so you're going to get some fats there. You're also going to probably throw some carbs on the side, um, and then you're going to add some, you know, fruits or veggies, probably mm-hmm. veggies if you go on steak. And so that kind of stuff, it naturally tends to find a good balance of, you know, this is just going to line up right most of the time. Now, if you're someone who's on keto or some specific diet, mm-hmm. that's kind of a different story. But just for a generalized healthy diet, and if you're trying to either put on weight or lose weight, mm-hmm. I would say that being protein-centric, having, you know, uh, a gram of protein per pound of body fat. Gram of protein per body fat. Yeah, that, that's kind of on the higher end of, you know, protein intake. But mm-hmm. there are people who do 1.5 grams per pound of body fat. Right. It's like for me, I'm sitting at 175 to 185 in a given time right now. Um, in order for me to gain weight, I'm doing, you know, a, a gram per pound of body fat of mm-hmm. protein a day. That's the goal. That's it's a fair amount of protein. That that's a lot of protein. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much and welcome to the very first episode of my new channel. First off, I just want to say that I appreciate any and all patience and kindness that you'll show me at this time, just as I figure out this whole YouTube thing. Uh, But hopefully as time goes on, episodes will get better as I just continue to figure it out. And if you have any tips or suggestions, I'd really appreciate you leaving a comment uh, just so I kind of know what what to improve upon. Uh, but today, I decided to kick everything off, very first episode, uh, by talking to one of my best friends, Jesse. Jesse is from Great Falls, Montana, and he loves everything Montana has to offer, as you'll soon hear. He and I met in college and competed uh, in track and field together. Jesse recently graduated with his bachelor's degree in exercise science from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, uh, where I also graduated from as well. He has many hopes from the, uh, for the future, including starting his own gym, disseminating life-changing research to anyone he meets, with the aim of just helping people live better lives. Uh, in this episode, we talked about the variety of benefits exercise can give a person and just how easy it is to uh, get healthy and just how that uh, plays a role in mental health and also how... Uh, some vitamins and supplements impact the body and just how important overall nutrition is uh, for well-being. There are quite a few things that uh, unfortunately we did not get to in this discussion that I hope to get to, uh, but that just means that I'll have to have them on again. I hope that you enjoy the discussion and if this proved to be interesting or you liked it uh, and wanted to see more, uh, just please subscribe, and if you want to, leave a like. Uh, I'd really appreciate it, because that just helps me know to keep making more content. So, uh, I hope you enjoy. Thank you. All right, Jesse. Thank you for agreeing to come on and, yeah. and be my first victim, I mean, guest mm-hmm. um, on my show. So, totally. 
I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I guess to start us off, uh, what, who are you? You know, uh, I mean, I know you, but, yeah, but yeah. who are you? All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jesse. I'm uh, from Montana and that's by far my most defining feature. That, yes, I would agree with uh, that. Yeah. So if I'm not there, I want to get back there. And if I am there, I'm talking about it. If I'm not there, I'm going to be bragging about it and convincing everyone who I've ever known or haven't known to come there. Uh, unless you're from California, then don't, do not come there. Um, yeah, so uh, been a been an athlete my entire life in one way or another. Was always the uh, skinny, malnourished kid. That was actually my nickname in high school. Skinny, mal- that's a just, long just, nickname. Well, just malnourished. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Even that, like, that's complex. It's a mouthful, which ironically you don't ever have if you're malnourished. Like you're um, running down the street and it's just, hey, malnourished kid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that, that was fun. But uh, yeah, done sports all my life. Um, huge music kid. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of an advocate for Montana in one way or another at all times. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very, very brief uh, overview of myself. Yeah. What about Montana? Like, gets you going. Sure. Because like, yeah, knowing you, you're just like Montana. So like... Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is the people. And that's being in North Dakota at times. There are some good people in North Dakota as well. And there's definitely places around the United States where you experience that kind of just family atmosphere wherever you go. Um, but the first thing is definitely the people. Outside of that, there's also the fact that you can escape the people, go to the mountains, go to the backwoods, get on the stream, get on the smith. You know, you can just enjoy nature. Uh, and I have yet to find somewhere that is more pure than Montana for that. Um, people definitely compare it to Alaska and stuff. Well, I'm not going to go move up to Alaska. Um, yeah, that's a little that's a little far. Yeah, but uh, but I do enjoy Montana a lot. I enjoy both the mountains, uh, the Rockies on the western side, and I enjoy the open plains in the eastern. And being my hometown in Great Falls, right in the center of it, I get to enjoy both the best world. So it's just like everything all in once that you yep. kind of ever need. Yeah, I suppose driving through Montana, it's, it's pretty diverse. Yep. Well, it's kind of dead on the eastern side, but yeah. But yeah. see, even the eastern side, you might only see the plains and everything else, but there's always areas. And if you you stop in any town and you're able to convince one of the locals to tell you about their secret spots, mm-hmm. trust me, there's always a secret spot that's just beautiful. The trick is finding out about it. Yeah, fair. Same thing with Great Falls. That's somewhere where a lot of the people, even in Montana, they're going to talk down about Great Falls. Well, the thing is, they've just they've never explored the area around Great Falls. Mm-hmm. Centrally located, you've got the sluice boxes off to the east, you've got the Smith, just 15 Sluice boxes like finding gold? Uh, it's a technically a state park. Um, you've got, so when you're a younger kid, you go there for small, small cliff jumping. Um, but it's also just a nice little hike. It's a really just picturesque uh, little hike when you go into it. Um, just a secluded area close enough to town that you can get there but far enough away that not everyone is there. Um, you've got Belt, which is its own little uh, unique town just to the uh, east of Montana, or east of Great Falls, excuse me. Um, and just any direction you go, there's always something. You just have to know where it is and how to get there. And the more and more that you're in that area, the more you're going to meet people and kind of get to grow that Montana family, which is the part that I really like. Nice. No matter where you are, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows your grandma, like, and it's all connected. Right. And yeah, that's really cool. That's my favorite part of it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I suppose an additional part that you didn't mention, uh, and kind of the reason brought you on, mm-hmm. and as the inaugural guest, sure, um, is you graduated recently with. Yes, yeah, so I'm an exercise science major graduate yeah. um, 
from the University of Mary mm -hmm. um, in North Dakota, not Montana. Not Montana, but that's okay. Bismarck, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah but uh, we're getting back to Montana to utilize that um, and to help people. Um, so with me being in sports, I've always been interested in, you know, how can I perform better? Right. As I've grown up, I've realized, you know, it's not just how I can perform better. I want to help the people around me. And uh, in doing that, I've learned about a lot of benefits that come from uh, sports in and of itself. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, being an athlete, one of them is exercise, definitely. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And so just like I'm sure I hope everybody has like a general knowledge of exercise, sure. but like. Just right off the top of your head, like what are some great benefits about exercise? Yeah, maybe some that people don't know about. All right, so uh, one of one of my favorites, and especially in this day and age uh, where everyone's got a mental health crisis, mm -hmm. it's not to diminish that people have things going on in their lives, mm -hmm. but it's definitely worth noting that a simple amount of regular exercise is going to greatly, greatly help you combat that mm -hmm. um, anxiety and depression. One of the easiest ways that you yourself can go about combating that and uh, becoming a greater positive influence towards fighting that is just doing 30 minutes of walking a day, mm -hmm. spending time outside in the sun, getting vitamin D, um, all of those things, those will help to build habits that are going to, uh, they're gonna help combat that depression, anxiety. Um, they're also going to usually surround you over time as you, you know, go to a gym or as you go walk outside, you can see the same people and start to form relationships those kind of things outside of exercise, but still have started because of that exercise, perhaps, those are going to help to fight those uh, mental illnesses as well. Right, because like with, with depression, um, it, it, like one of the biggest things is people usually withdraw. Yep, and yep. so by going out, maybe let's say, let's say somebody goes out like once a week, mm -hmm. right, and goes to the gym, and then they do that for maybe two months, right? Because sure. that's yeah. all they can bear and yep. Yep. they're they're pretty isolated. But then they start, you know, maybe they branch out after two months, mm -hmm. they start branching out and saying hi. Then they start, you know, coming twice a week. Yeah. You know, and then they see more consistent people. Like I know when I go to the gym, it's like I go at the same time, I see the same people. Yep. I've yep. started having conversations like a couple months in mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like it's like, yeah, it, it builds that community. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And it's it's been very it's been very fun in my life to see, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. I think mm -hmm. uh, when I was back in Montana this past year, taking a year off from school during yeah. COVID, um, it was very fun to experience that with one of my friends who hadn't worked out and see him form those relationships that I've talked about all the time. And the situation to where it was just right. you know we'd go to the gym, we'd go hang out, and and I mean I wouldn't have to make these relationships form for him; mm -hmm. they would just organically happen, and it was really right. awesome to see. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. I think I think that's definitely an underplayed part, and that's honestly something I don't even think about. I think about exercise, and it's like it helps you know release stress, mm -hmm. you know, gets your body flowing, it helps with emotional regulation, yep, yep. you know, stuff like that. But just that community part, oh, I, yeah, that's, that's huge. yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah, and then as far as other stuff, we you already kind of mentioned it, but when when you're working out, something that actually does is helps to reduce the amount of cortisol in your body, which is mm. the stress regulator, essentially, or stress inducer, right. uh, is a good way of putting it. And, right. uh, I mean, that's more in your wheelhouse than mine, but it's definitely worth noting that, like, if you can just kind of remove that from yourself, that's huge, too. Right. Um, so there's definitely, there's good things that happen on the completely external level to where it's, you know, I'm going to build this community. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make new friendships. I'm going to want to get out of the house. And then there's things on the inside like, hey, I have less cortisol. 
That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, right. Something people will change their diets, they change their entire lifestyles just to try to avoid that. And right. Exercise can be a good step towards that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's big because yeah, people don't think often, you know, with their cortisol. But someone who's anxious, you know, their cortisol levels are going to be mm-hmm. way up, you yeah. know, yeah. on on average, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, releasing that cortisol. It's just something that you know a lot of people don't think about. And, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the great reasons I I love exercise. But well, I'm starting to love exercise <laughs> again after doing it for you know, I mean Jesse and I were on the track team together, and so we uh, after exercising like I kind of gave up on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of stopped exercising, and then I got back into it finally after two years getting married and like graduating. It's like. It's like I finally feel like I'm at a place where I can like work out, and I realize how yeah. much I missed it, mm-hmm. and how Absolutely. like important that is. It's like I've lost. I think like one of the bare minimums that has helped me so much is literally just walking. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like we always think of like you always go to the gym, right? And you like see somebody running, mm-hmm. right? And they look like they want to die. <laughs> they look like they literally want to die. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that looks miserable. And it's like, I was a thrower in track, and so I'm just like, I want to walk as much as possible. Uh-huh. And it's like, I can walk forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, and most people can. Mm-hmm. Most people can, you know. As long as you, you know, have both legs and can take steps forward, like you can walk for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Walking and, is, yeah, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, walking is one of the things that's fantastic. It's something to where the, the bare minimum, like, requirement for exercise to start seeing some major improvements in your life is... 30 minutes of walking, three times a week. 30 minutes, three times a week. Tell me you don't have that much time. Like, everyone does. If Wait, you... but no, I I miss out scrolling. Oh, yeah. You, I think you'd survive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but 30 minutes, three times a week, that's the minimum you need to start seeing major improvements in your life. Um, and the biggest thing that's going to cause those improvements over time is just the, the ability to do it every single day mm-hmm. or every single week, getting your three times a week in. Right. You're going to see those major improvements. Um, looking looking at my dad, he was pretty sedentary for a long time. When he started walking, he walked during his lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it used to be just a little thing where he was like, I'm going to go walk during lunch, and he didn't really make a big deal out of it. Now everyone in Great Falls knows him as that crazy guy who feeds the ducks at Gibson Park every day at lunch. And he's not... He's not walking. He's on a power. He's on a mission. He's got stuff to do. Oh, he's got the whole power walk oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, he's got stuff to do. Like, like Olympic power walk. Like, I mean, I'm not supposed to say yes, but okay. Yeah, nice. He, he's moving, and a lot of people know him. A lot of people have kind of you know picked up. And I, I'm, I'll mention something about oh, my dad's walking lunch. And they're like, that's your dad. Yeah, I, yeah. So that's kind of funny in a town of sixty thousand people. Right. You know, that's such a kind of an odd thing that. People pick him out of the crowd for that. They're like, I know him. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh really? <laughs> but while he's been doing that, I mean, the amount of changes I've seen in him, uh, his mindset are fantastic. But then mm-hmm. just seeing the changes that's made in his body. Right. And, like, he, he walks almost every day that he's yeah. at work. Uh, he does have a pretty busy job out of Torgerson's. But mm-hmm. when he can, which is five to six times a week, he's mm-hmm. out walking for an hour pretty aggressively. Now, you don't need to be going crazy and get your heart rate up to a crazy high amount. Just right. get out there and do something. Right. If you can start there, that's a good place to start. Right. Because, I mean, we sit down for, God, eight hours a day. Yeah. You know, at, at least it's like we go to work, you wake up from bed, you get up, brush your teeth, shower, whatever, 
and then you go work and not like it seems like ninety percent of people now it's like you sit for a yeah. majority of your day. It's absolutely awful. And I mean and the other side of that is even when people aren't working, think of all the teens and college kids who are playing video games for right. ten hours a day. Right. While I'm someone who definitely enjoys video games, that's not a healthy behavior to just sit in that chair and not move. Right. I mean bare minimum it kind of resets it's your uh, basal metabolic rate, the amount the calories that you burn just sitting mm-hmm. there, that drops after you've been sitting there for 15 minutes. So every 15 really? minutes, you should stand up, bare minimum. You should mm-hmm. stand up, and then you can sit back down, and that kind of resets it to that higher rate of caloric. Burn. Just stand up? Yeah. Like, take a lap around your yep. room? So like when we're sitting down. here, for every 15 minutes, once we hit that 15 minutes, our caloric intake drops substantially. So I should have a timer running? Probably should. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's something to note that it, when you're sitting there for eight hours a day and you're just sitting there, mm-hmm. your caloric intake or your uh, your basal metabolic rate, excuse me, it drops significantly. So yeah, just that little act of standing up and moving a tiny bit. Right. You don't have to even do jumping jacks or push or something. That's not a bad right. idea. Right. But but just standing up and getting the basic little bit of blood flow from your legs back up to your heart. Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge step in the right direction. And a lot of these things towards a healthier lifestyle isn't, you know, going to the gym six or seven times a week. Right. It's standing up every 10 to 15 minutes or walking on your lunch break. So what do you think of standing desks then? Oh, they're fantastic. Okay. Well, while I don't enjoy desk jobs and I don't know if I could ever do one myself. Right. If you are doing one, a standing desk is a great way to go. There are also, you know, options of the little um, under the desk uh uh, oh, treadmills. Yeah, yeah I've seen those. Treadmills, or there's even um, a, a little under the desk ellipticals. And yeah, they have little foot little pedals. Yeah. They, have, yeah, they have tons All of different those stuff. are also fantastic. But the best thing to do is just you know go walk your lunch or do something. But whatever you think the right step for you is, right. that is the right thing. The number one thing that's going to make you see a change in your life is just adherence to doing it consistently. When you're looking at, you know, something that you can do, right? it's not a matter of, oh, well, can I push myself right now hard for 10 minutes? It's no, can I do this every day for the rest of your life? Or, you know, can I do this three times a week for 30 minutes? Right. What's or, sustainable? Mm-hmm. Sustainable. Sustainability is definitely a key in the right, or def- definitely a key that will lead you in the right direction. Right, right. And that comes with that idea of like, it's sustainable you know, you're able to adhere to it, yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're able to follow a pattern and be consistent, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, because, like, you, you look at Instagram, right, and yeah. you have so many of these, like, fitness influencers, and this is something I want to bring up, Sure. Um, like, you have these fitness influencers who do these, like, crazy workouts, right, and they're huge, and they got huge biceps, or, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're chicks, and they're super fit, you know, and it's yeah. like, they're doing crazy workouts for, like, two hours a day. I feel like a lot of people see that and they're like, crap, I can't work out because oh, yeah. this is what it takes to get there. Yep. Those, that's, that is a unholy mixture of all of the right things going overboard nine mm-hmm. times out of 10. Um, those are people who are normally severely underweight as far as what their body fat percentage should be. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, when you see a, a man who's just absolutely shredded and you can see right. not only the muscles themselves, but the muscle fibers and it just is rippling. Right. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, yeah, I was just going to say, I've seen the ripple chest guy. I forget what his name is. Well, I mean, there's, there's a couple of them, but right. But it's, it's really cool to look at, but at the same time, that's not something that's sustainable for him long term, nor is it healthy. Right. And 
And if you want to look like that, that's okay. But you need to understand, you know, if you're starting from a level of an average person who doesn't work out all the mm-hmm. time, it's going to take you, A, a long time to get there. And that doesn't make you super healthy because right. that's going past the point of just working out and being mm-hmm. active to the point of there's a fair chance that a lot of them, these influencers who make their money in their career off people uh, having impressions of them, likes, comments, photos, buying things that they are promoting, all of that stuff relies on how they look. So they're going to use things, performance-enhancing drugs. Um, they're going to mm-hmm. use Photoshop a lot. And right. that's not saying that... You Wait, you're use... saying that Instagram influencers aren't clean? Oh, I would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> but but when that's happening, you know, a lot of them are utilizing that because it is their livelihood. You know, that's how they make money. Yeah. And when it comes to that, it's, well... You know, maybe an extra inch on my bicep is going to be what's going to cause all these people to buy whatever I'm promoting. Right. Or it's going to, they're going to think, oh, well, this guy knows how to program uh, correctly for lifting. I should buy one of these $1,000 programs. Right, right. And then it's this super huge thing that's way overboard mm-hmm. that, you know, I hate using the term average, but I, I, you know, it's like the average person can't do. Yeah. You know, it's like Joe Blow, you know, working at, you know, a bank, you know, he can't do that mm-hmm. because it's one, not feasible because he's got, you know, a family yep. Two, it's not feasible because, you know, he's never worked out in his life. So he doesn't know what half these things are. Mm-hmm. And in three, it's like, yeah, he's going to do that maybe once. And then like, yeah. like, Think, Oh man, that was hell. Right. I can never do that again. I'm sore and laid up in bed for the next five days before it feels like I can walk again. Right. Yeah. That stuff tends to be over the top. And, there's not saying that people don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but just because someone looks like they know what they're doing, right? That doesn't mean a whole lot nowadays. Yeah, because there Absolutely. are people who program for them. There are people who guide them through stuff. Right. Um, ultimately, they just have to listen. Right. Now, on kind of the, the opposite side of that same thing, if you're someone who's new to working out mm-hmm. and you find someone who's a you know trusted person, not a trusted influencer, right? And you find someone in your community or you know walking or at the gym, perhaps. And you find some people respect, not just because they're big, but because they know what they're talking about. Someone who has some sort of education or looks at actual research studies. Someone who not only talks the talk, but, you know, mm-hmm. is able to just actually explain why. Right. You know, that kind of stuff, that's going to be, well, they're going to be able to help you out, and you just have to do it then. Right. Um, now, that's not saying everyone needs to go in and have a perfect plan. Right. It's just going back to that starting point of, mm-hmm. I want you to do something. Right, right. Standing something. 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, or standing every 15 yeah. minutes, getting up, walking around your office, yeah. getting up, you know, and working out three times a week for 30 minutes, going on a walk. It doesn't even have to be on a treadmill. It can be outside. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. or it could be around your apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you don't live in a safe area, like, yeah. you could just do it in your apartment. Yep. You know, you could just walk. Absolutely. And it's like, I think... I think, yeah, too many people, it seems like, you know, just have this expectation that it's like, if I'm going to work out, I have to be up here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she's probably going to hate me for this, but like when my wife and I started working out, <laughs> she's not a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brent. Um, she, uh, she was terrified mm-hmm. of like, what are people going to think? What are yeah. people, you know, and like, she's not someone who typically thinks what other people are going to think, mm-hmm. but like. You go on Instagram and you see all these people. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, they're doing face pulls, you know, and 
They're doing whatever. Yeah. God knows what. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's this expectation that it's because I don't know what that is. I can't work out. Absolutely. And I'm going to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. And it took a couple weeks. And then she finally was like able to just go mm-hmm. in and, you know, now we have fun yeah, when we yeah. go work out. Um, but it, it's like, yeah, I, I can't imagine being that average person, you know, not average person, but, you know, just someone, just someone who hasn't out. worked out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then just going in with this expectation and then like doing something wrong. Like, and this is where like, like the spotlight effect comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like, everybody's watching me. I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. you're like trying to do a bicep curl uh-huh. and you're doing it fine. Yep. But you watched one Instagram guy say that you have to do this, this way. And then it's like, I'm not doing this right. Everybody thinks I'm a loser. Oh, yeah. And it's like, then you leave and never come back. Absolutely. And you go back to eating Mountain Dew and Doritos. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, yeah. It doesn't take a lot of, to, it doesn't take a lot of doing anything to do the right thing. But to do the perfect thing, that's where everyone wants to nickel and dime themselves and say, oh, I can do this right. to 95%, but I can't do the last 5% or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? I don't know exactly, you know, the angle. If I'm doing shoulder press, you know, there's this movement of shoulder press going on where you don't want to come here to the side. You want to go in the scapular plane. So right. 30 to 45 degrees forward, which, you know, that's something to where the research is starting to support it. But when people are looking at that, they're like, oh, you know, I wasn't doing that right. That's just another thing that I didn't know. Well, no. Right. This might not be optimal, right? but it's still better than just sitting here or mm-hmm. playing games all day or doing right. whatever. It still beats that kind of stuff by a mile. Right. So yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the moral of the story of that is just do something. Yeah. Um, there's going to be people out there who are going to laugh at you no matter what. And there's Absolutely. Going to be people who support you no matter what. So yeah. just do what you're going to do. And that doesn't just apply to working out. It applies to literally anything in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, if you do whatever you're doing with confidence... You're probably not gonna get questions. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So keeping in line with like the the exercise, mm-hmm. you know, exercise is one part of getting healthy. Sure. Nutrition, you yeah. know, that's that other half. Yeah. You know, I've heard people say that exercise is twenty percent, nutrition is eighty percent. Where do you fall on that? Uh, it's <laughs> it's very very important. Um, okay. At the end of the day, the the first thing that people kind of go back and forth on and a lot of influencers are trying to claim right now is, you know, if I eat the right calories, so if I eat maybe 30% carbs, 40% protein, 30% fats, or whatever their magic ratio is. Right, in their macros. Then I'm not, yeah, their macros. Then I'm not going to gain weight no matter what, or I'm going to be able to put on weight, but it's only going to be muscle or, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it takes to sell their product or have people think that they know what they're doing. Right. They're going to say, well, this is the right thing. The first statement is just that it's calories in versus calories out. That is far and away the biggest contributor to whether you are losing or gaining mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, once you start kind of looking at, you know, if I'm gaining a pound a week, which is mm-hmm. a sustainable rate, and that's also a sustainable rate for losing weight, mm-hmm. is a pound a week. Much more than that, in either direction is probably not going to be very healthy. Right. If you're losing weight, you're going to be losing too much lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're gaining weight, it's probably putting on too much fat at a time. And mm-hmm. that's going to be hard to try to take that fat and then work towards using it as muscle. Right. Um, so you don't want to gain much more than a pound, maybe a pound and a half, two pounds mm-hmm. if you're a very, very big guy. Right. Um, and you don't want to lose more than a pound a week. Uh, it's just not, not necessarily the healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're someone who's severely overweight but you've never worked out, 
Losing more than a pound a week isn't the end of the world because you're not going to be having a ton of lean muscle mass to lose in the first place. Right. But as you get down to you know a lower body fat percentage, those kind of numbers start to play a little bit more of a role of well, how how closely do I need to like get that ratio to a pound or maybe right. half a pound per week? So um, what's the best way to like um, kind of moderate your diet? You yeah. know what like. Because we talk about macros, you know, 30% carbs, mm-hmm. fats, you know. Sure. I feel like a lot of people fat count, yeah. right? You know, it's like, how much fat am I having? Is it saturated? Is it unsaturated? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, you know, what is the right way to look at that, yeah. you know, in, okay. in your eyes? Yeah, so, so for me right now, um, there's the simple things that I always, I, I preach about having a protein-centric diet. Okay. From there... The rest of your diet does tend to fall into place pretty easily. It just naturally lines up with what you're making. So if you're making a steak for dinner, but then you also have in, you know, um, you're going to be cooking that in either some oil or some butter or tallow. That's going to break right. some of your fats, plus there's fat in that steak. Right. Um, so you're going to get some fats there. You're also going to probably throw some carbs on the side. Um, and then you're going to add some, you know, fruits or veggies, probably mm-hmm. veggies if you're going to steak. And so that kind of stuff, it naturally tends to find a good balance of, you know, this is just going to line up right most of the time. Now, if you're someone who's on keto or some specific diet, mm-hmm. that's kind of a different story. But just for a generalized healthy diet, and if you're trying to either put on weight or lose weight, mm-hmm. I would say that being protein-centric, having you know uh, a gram of protein per pound of body fat. Gram of protein per body fat. Yeah, that, that's kind of on a higher end of you know protein intake. But mm-hmm. there are people who do... 1.5 grams per pound of body fat. Right. It's so like for me, I'm sitting at 175 to 185 in a given time right now. Um, in order for me to gain weight, I'm doing you know a, a gram per pound of body fat of protein mm-hmm. a day. That's the goal. That's that's a fair amount of protein. That that's a lot of protein. Yeah. yeah. I remember like during track, like like being a thrower, it was like I was very very concentrated, you know, because I knew that, you know, being mindful of my protein was good. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of had the idea. I read on like tons of fitness articles, like, Hey, you should have one gram per body fat, yeah. you know, or one gram per pound of fat. Sure. And, um, that's a lot. Like yeah. I was weighing, I think like 287 pounds was my heaviest. Yeah. And it's like, I was getting that every day, mm-hmm. and it was miserable. Yeah, it can, like, be, it can be a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, and you know the biggest thing again, sustainability, right? And finding a way to be able to do that at a consistent rate. Right. Now, if you're an athlete, your goals are going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, being a thrower, you can have a higher body fat percentage. You don't need just that pure lean yeah. muscle mass. But like being a sprinter or a jumper, like I am, right. you know, if I've got a 50 percent body fat, that's a lot of body fat. <laughs> I, like I, would, I, I, I would love to see someone with 50% body fat. That's so much body fat. It is. But it's like to jump, to do but, triple jump. Wait, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but just thinking about, thinking about the pure amount of weight that is. <laughs> I'm just picturing it now. Yeah, no, no, man. But thinking about just the pure amount of weight that is, that is such a significant change to where, you know, you can lose, again, you can go down, you can lose mm-hmm. more than a pound a week, but that'd be a lot of extra weight to have to carry through the air to fight gravity with, to have as weight that's not helping propel you uh, against the ground when you're mm-hmm. jumping. So that's, it does kind of depend a little bit if you're sport specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for, again, a generalized person, 
if you're trying to put on muscle or lose weight but keep your muscle, a high protein intake is definitely important. That's not saying you have to do keto because right. keto is a completely separate diet where you're putting your body in a state of ketoacidosis. Completely different thing that I'm not even going to try and touch. Um, there is good information out there, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, whether it's keto, um, a DASH diet, uh, whatever diet you're doing, as long, as long as it's not some little fad diet, right. if you are able to sustain it long term, mm -hmm. that's that's 10 times more important than whatever diet you pick. Gotcha. Um, so, like, sustainability um, would be like <laughs> like... Something not sustainable would be like those thirty day like liquid diets yes. that like yes. know, Jenny Craig or somebody yeah. else. Yeah, we're not gonna ever ever promote those. No. Those are those are not healthy. They're definitely not sustainable. Um, there is uh, you can go online to, and you can just search how much food you should be eating, how many calories you should be intaking, um, and you can see like you know what your estimated basal metabolic rate. Would be. Right, and that's why it's important to stand every 15 minutes at your desk yep. to keep that up. Yep, yep. And uh, so things like that are definitely important. Yeah. Um, but when you're looking at, you know, the sustainability of a diet, yeah. well, do you like what you're eating? Because mm -hmm. something else yep. that I've, see, I've been seeing more and more as uh, people, people tend to have a tough time saying, oh, well, I don't want to eat chicken, rice, and broccoli every meal every day for the rest of my life. That was a miserable diet. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not good. But, oh, but man. If you can do you know, chicken maybe two or three times a week, but then, so like me and my sister, we love steak. Yeah. We love steak. Yeah. So we eat a lot of it. Last year, I was eating steak five times a week, minimum. But I was able to gain a healthy amount of weight. Yeah, it was fantastic. That sounds fantastic. I loved it. Oh, it was expensive. Did you show up somewhere with a with, with a bowl of steak one time? Yeah, I showed up to his bachelor party <laughs> with a bowl of steak that I had made. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. He just shows up in his truck. He's just eat and he ate it for like the next two days. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know if they would. Have to I totally forgot steak. about that. <laughs> I definitely did too. But, but yeah, it was important to me that I got my protein in and I just right. enjoyed steak and it was something that I could cook. I knew it wasn't going to go bad right away right. and it still tasted good even if it's cold. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was something to where I found a type of food that I liked that was healthy enough. Mm -hmm. You know, people can argue, you know, whether steak is or isn't, how much fat there is. Right. I'm not going to even go into semantics of that kind of stuff. But I found a food that I enjoyed. I was able to plan my other foods around it. Right. And then from there, I was able to look at how many calories roughly I was taking in because I mm -hmm. didn't do true calorie counting. Right. And from there, I was like, okay, I'm in a slight calorie surplus, and I was able to gain healthy weight. And I was actually, probably for the first time in my life in that year, putting on muscle. Mm -hmm. That had never happened because I've always been an athlete to where I'd wake up at 5 or 6 in the morning, and then I'd either have some sort of practice in the morning or workout, whether it was cross country, which pays to be a small guy, right? or, you know, uh, track, basketball, whatever else. Yep. And then I would do drumming stuff, go through the day, and then I'd have practice after school, um, cross country, track, basketball. And so I was always busy. I would end up burning a lot of calories. And then even when I wasn't doing those things, whatever the little few things I was doing in between, they tend to be pretty active. I had a free period, I'd go play ultimate frisbee. You know, if you're doing some sort of cardio for roughly an hour, that's burning four to five hundred calories pretty easily. Right. Now, if you don't take that into account, especially on top of the other practices, right. 
but you can see why I was called malnourished. Because I'm <laughs> right. I'm sitting there at string you know, a thousand pounds or a thousand calories, <laughs> a thousand calories less than what my maintenance uh, intake would be, yep. and I'm eating a thousand less each day. And so if you look at that over the course of a week, that's seven thousand less calories. Yep. that's two pounds because thirty five hundred calories is roughly a dietary pound. So I was quote unquote in a deficit of two pounds a week. Mm. That's pretty significant, right? And for being a three sport athlete, that was very intense, right? Um, so when I was able to realize, hey, I need to actually provide for my body, right, in order to maintain and grow. Mm-hmm. Once I started doing that, because I knew about it for a while, right. but it wasn't until I started acting on it and consciously putting in some effort where I was like, holy crap, I'm right. not 120 pounds anymore. Right. Because, like, yeah, my, my freshman year of high school, I was probably 6'2 and a buck 35. That's that's a post. Yeah. It's it like, bad. But I was <laughs> cross country and that, that yeah, it, it made sense, but it was tough. Right. And, and so, you know, I was able to put on weight up to a reasonable amount where I sit at 165 by the end of my senior year of high school. But mm-hmm. I was 6'3", 165. That's still not a big guy. Right. Um, but then that last year in Bozeman when I was eating healthy, eating a lot, and kind of uh, keeping up with, you know, what my, what my intake should be mm-hmm. versus how much energy I was expending in playing fall or ultimate frisbee or whatever I was doing. I was able to get up to 200 pounds, mm-hmm. which was a lot from that buck 35 freshman right. year of high school. Yeah. 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 Nutrition, man. That's, yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> oh, and to, I guess to answer your first question of what percentage, I guess, does nutrition play a part in that overall percentage of health, whether it's, you know, nutrition versus working out, you know, I'd say 60, 40 and that's, that's pretty 60, generous. 40. Okay. Yeah. To where nutrition might even be more important than that. Okay. But just if you can have the generalized plan, you know, I need to be somewhere around, you know, 3,000 calories, right. 2,500 calories, whatever it is for you. Right. Go to that online track where you can search, you know, what is my basal metabolic rate. I'll what, put it in there. I'll put in, I'll find one, I'll put it in there for you. Yeah. You can just click on it down below. And, and just fill in your information and it'll give you a rough estimate of how many calories you need a day. From there, maybe track it for two or three days. And see see how you feel. You know, you kind of go from there. Track it, or just eat enough, but don't eat too much. It, it's, it's eat enough. Simple. Eat enough that's probably good for you. Yeah. Like like my wife and I, we've been doing like not a whole food diet, but it's pretty much a whole food diet where we don't have anything that's like compounded foods, like yeah, yeah. except for like sausage and stuff because. Mm. I don't really want to make sausage, but it's like, you know, I, we eat steak and then we have Brussels sprouts yeah. or we, you know, it's never like, we're not eating like chef Boyardee, mm-hmm. you know, in a can yeah. as much as I love that. Um, we're not doing that. We mm-hmm. make our own, yeah. you know, yeah. from all scratch and mm-hmm. honestly, that's been fun. And it, Oh and, yeah. It can be a ton of fun. You can get new experiences with it. Right. It allows for an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Uh, experience new things, but then, yeah, it's also significantly healthier. Right. If you're looking to take that first step into saying, how can I be a little bit healthier with my food? Don't even worry about calorie counting. Worry about, can I eat all whole foods or mostly whole foods? That's going to make a significant difference. And get rid of your seed oils, okay? Get rid of them because 
They kill you. They kill you. Okay? They just kill you. It's a little bit farther down the line, but yes. Like, 55. Dead. Okay? The whole life of canola oil, you're dead. Look into your seed oils. If you are past the point of calorie counting and whole foods. Or dead. Or dead. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, we... I was having such a... That's... I don't know why I just, like, triggered that, but... Like, I was having such a hard time with my hands uh-huh. um, where it's like I would eat something that was maybe fried or cooked sure. and it had a seed oil. Yep. I remember one time I ate fried chicken from from the grocery store sure. and and from their deli and it was cooked in, I think, peanut oil. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, I got home, ate it, and then that night at 3 in the morning I woke up and some of the most excruciatingly painful, just jolts through my hands that I've ever felt in my life. Sure. And I had like a problem with cramping and I, I noticed that mm-hmm. I, I started like tracking like what I was eating and yeah. it was like, it was those cedos, it's vegetable oil, it's canola oil. And mm-hmm. it was just causing all this inflammation and inflammation is, I, I'm sure you know, kills you. Yeah. Chronic inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so damaging to your arteries, to your telomeres, mm-hmm. to literally just everything. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, it's a little bit farther down the rabbit hole, but it's definitely worth looking into. Right. Um, and a lot of people, that, that's something that's kind of brand new in what's coming out in uh, literature recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely worth looking into. Yeah. Because it's, it's not something that I had thought about five years ago. Oh, definitely and, not. And the more and more I looked into it, I'm like, oh. Oh, it's like crap. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So looking into you know different alternatives, healthier alternatives, because mm-hmm. a fat doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Right. But there are some fats that are bad. There's also some carbs that are bad, and there's also some proteins that no, protein's the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, protein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So kind of, I guess, talking about protein, um, uh, like supplements. Sure. You know, because we're talking about nutrition, it's like, you talk about steak, great source of protein, protein-centric diet, you know, on Instagram, again, just going to pull back there, it's like gym bros and protein shakes. It's like, how's, you know, what what are your thoughts? So, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pull it back and we're going to look at what's sustainable for you for protein intake. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, that was making meat. I enjoy the process of making meat and I enjoy the process of eating it. I think it tastes good. It's a good centerpiece for a meal. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now some people don't like meat all that much, Emily. And but now now they're getting there. Um, but as you know, as it starts, if you maybe don't enjoy meat or you don't enjoy uh, eating an excess of protein sources to get to that, for me, you know, 175 grams of protein. Yeah. If you don't want to just eat meat or other protein sources for that, you know, shakes are a good way to get there. Um, now when you're looking at it. For me, I can't do protein shakes, which it's not something I love to even admit because it's like they they taste good, especially for me, right? But then they're right. just easy. It costs like a buck and a half per protein shake. Right. Protein it's like powder. super cheap per yeah. serving. Yeah. And so you just protein powder and milk is the baseline. Like don't do protein shakes in water. Just don't. It's disgusting. But, but protein powder and milk doesn't cost a whole lot. And it's mm-hmm. a nice little shake. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, you can always add stuff to it, add oats, bananas, peanut butter if you're trying to bulk up. Yeah, it's not that difficult. But like for me, protein shakes, no matter what I did, no matter how much I changed my fiber intake, 
they would just go through me very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something to where it, it was, it's not unheard of for people to eat protein right. or intake protein and then have it go through them very quickly. But for me, it was strictly protein shakes. So from that, I was like, okay, well, I enjoy eating steak all the time. So it wasn't that big of a deal for me. Right. Steak's like, super high in protein. Yeah. I just didn't have to worry about protein shakes. And I just replaced them with steak and chicken, mm -hmm. which I enjoy to eat anyway. Right. Now, that being said, I also wasn't doing the blanched chicken that just tastes awful. You know, right. put some spice on it, add some salt, make it taste Salt, good. pepper, some... Tony's yeah. Cajun seasoning. Yeah, it doesn't take I, a lot, but throw it in the air fryer. Yeah, you something know? that uh, one one influencer from TikTok who I enjoy, she always says, you know, season with your heart, and and I mean she does, and it looks fantastic, <laughs> right? And you know, it might not be as good for you, it might not be as nutritionally healthy for you as if you were super super sparse with seasoning or didn't season it at all, but then it tastes like crap. Enjoy what you're eating, right. so you can do it long so you can adhere to it so it can be sustainable. Right, and the seasoning that you put on and the sodium that you get, you can take that out by skipping the Cheetos yeah. and the Mountain Dew, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like, you can, you can skip it out. Absolutely. Um, and it's like, come on. It's like season, season your food. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all the terrible meals I, I made when I was... Trying oh. to be lean. I don't. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> oh, gross! It's bad. Um, anyway, so in line with supplements, um, we have vitamins. Mm -hmm. So give me like your top three vitamins. Okay, so I mean, vitamin D is an easy one that okay. you should be doing your own part in. You know, being outside to get right, and that does line up with what I was talking about earlier with the gym. You know. Make an effort to, if you're walking, walk outside, yep. that kind of stuff. If you can work out outside, yep. do it. Form those relationships, and it's going to be even easier to want to be outside. Mm -hmm. Here in the northern states, it's a little bit tougher to be outside the entire year. Slightly well, so. I mean, I have, the last blizzard we had, I saw someone trekking outside. They were they were cruising. It's definitely doable. There was no sun. Yeah. There's no sun that they were doing it. Yeah. But so vitamin D is a good one, but should still probably be supplemented. Yeah. Um, uh, magnesium is another good one. Yeah. Uh, that's going to help with almost every process in your body. Magnesium and calcium are two huge ones. Okay. Um, and these are both technically electrolytes. Fun fact, people don't know that. Uh, but magnesium and calcium are ones that are going to be uh, used in your body at a cellular level as uh, uh, cellular communicators, basically. Mm. Very, very important. Magnesium also helps with sleep. As someone who doesn't sleep a lot, yeah, magnesium helps. Yeah, and it helps you. It's not like melatonin where it like puts you to sleep. Mm -hmm. it, it it keeps you asleep. Yeah. So yeah. once you get done with all your racing thoughts and you know sitting up watching TikToks or whatever, it's like you put your phone down and also put your phone down when you sleep <laughs> right before you go to bed. Yeah. Like, put it down a half hour before. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's huge, mm -hmm. right? And but just going to bed. Magnesium helps you stay asleep. Mm -hmm. My my wife actually stopped taking it because she was sleeping so well. She was hitting her REM mm -hmm. sleep, and she's just like having these crazy dreams. Yep. And yep. she's like, I don't want to dream like that. So she stopped taking it. And she's like, I'm okay with like subpar sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, magnesium, good one. Calcium also good. Uh, drink your milk. Milk is good. Milk is not gross. I will whole milk. I won't tolerate. You also get vitamin D supplements in yeah. whole milk. Yeah. So, 
vitamin D, calcium, magnesium. And then a bonus one, which is actually the most important and I haven't talked about yet, is creatine. Um, you can do, uh, the, there's the different forms of creatine, and I'm not going to argue with semantics on which one is better and which mm -hmm. one is worse. But I'm going to say that if you're working on building muscle, yeah, take creatine. A lot of people are confused on what creatine is, and then they're confused on is it good or bad, and how good or bad is it. Some people are thinking, well, is creatine a steroid? Well, that's not necessarily true either. Um, so all creatine is. Creatine is a protein source. Okay. So when you're looking at the body and you're looking at, we'll just say weightlifting, because that's mm -hmm. kind of the general theme. Right. Um, for getting stronger and becoming healthier aside from cardio exercise. Uh, and that's kind of a whole other topic. But creatine is simply an energy source. It's one that your body already utilizes. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at creatine, there's three main energy sources or energy pathways in your body um, when you're looking at exercise. There's the creatine phosphokinase pathway. Um, creatine phosphokinase. Yeah, so that's basically okay. creatine phosphates and then it kind of goes on from there, but it's the it's the first energy pathway that you utilize okay. uh, when you're doing something. So for the first four to six to eight seconds, depending on how much creatine you have stored up in your body, that's utilized first, and then it's burned out. And once it's gone, it has to start recharging. Okay. Now, how long does that take? For creatine, it takes roughly two to three minutes for a very, very healthy person okay. who has a lot of creatine on okay. their body. Now it can take up to five minutes, so that's why when people are waiting between sets, you yeah. should wait probably five minutes if you have the time, because mm -hmm. your body doesn't have that energy source. That's why right. I like going back and forth and supersetting two exercises just because they're different muscles. Because mm -hmm. yeah, they might be different muscles, but you still don't have that full creatine, you know, taken back up and able to be used at that time. Right. So you probably actually just because <clears throat> like supersetting, I know. Is probably still big. I'm not sure. I don't follow a lot of gym bros, but I know like a few years ago, like it was like superset, 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 superset. It definitely is. It can be utilized to save time if you need to. Right. If you have time in the gym, just do your exercise. Okay. Wait. Take your three to five minute break. Excuse me. And then from there, do your next set. Mm -hmm. So you can have that full energy back up. If you're doing set after set after set, and you're going up in weight on all of them, mm -hmm. that's already going to make it tougher. And then from there... If you're just taking away your energy source because you're not getting the time to come back up and fill back up your energy stores, you're wasting a rep or two in every gotcha. single set at the beginning right off the bat. Nope. That's not going to help you in the long run. It's not going to hurt you that much. Right. I and mean, if you're in a hurry, it's not the end of the world. But if you've got time, relax between your sets. Right, because that helps you yep. re rebuild that mm -hmm. creatine. Yep, yep. What is it again? It's mouthful. Creatine phosphokinase pathway. Yes, that yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's the first step. And then from there, you know, we've got the anaerobic pathway that okay. we utilize for energy. So that's what's going to happen when you're running 400 and 800. Okay. Um, and then we just have the aerobic pathway, which is going to help long term. Um, so even when you're doing the creatine phosphokinase pathway and you're utilizing that, the anaerobic pathways, kind of, that's the next energy source that's going to utilize. Um, and then from there, aerobic. The aerobic energy pathway will come in, and those do kind of all use different fuel sources. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at lifting and getting stronger, that first one you're going to use is that creatine phosphokinase one. Well, now if you're taking in creatine at five, ten milligrams a day, that's literally just extra energy that you can utilize. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's something it that also can be found. Fun fact in red meats, mm. I had a fair amount when I was eating steak that often. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so that's it's that's something to where it's not unhealthy. Creatine is definitely definitely a good thing to utilize. Now, does it help you during the day with your energy too? Like just like it can for okay. the most part. You're not. I mean, when you're just sitting here, mm-hmm. you're not burning a lot of energy. In the fact of you know, when I lift this up, it takes a little bit of energy, but it doesn't right. take much more than your body can produce naturally. Gotcha. Uh, before you start breaking up that ATP into ADP. So adenosine triphosphate versus adenosine diphosphate. That's kind of where, you know, right now I can just do this. It doesn't take almost any energy compared to, you know, if I'm trying to rip 300 pounds off the ground for deadlifting. I'm scared of guy. It's, <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, it's going to take a significant, a significantly less amount of energy as compared to, you know, going and working out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this isn't going to necessarily trigger that first pathway. Right. But, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and then the other thing with creatine is that when you're looking at it, there's a little bit of fear that, well, first off, it's not a steroid. That's okay. just, yeah. Um, but there's a little bit of fear that it causes hair loss. Uh, someone who is probably going to be bald sooner than later, thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's not something that's going to cause balding. There's mm-hmm. one single research study out there right now that shows that there's a chance that it can you know, cause mm-hmm. some hair loss. Just well, one? One. I've one. seen one. Uh, if there's others out there, I haven't been apparently diligent enough in looking for them, but I found one. And so in that one that I found, the thing is, is when you're looking at hair loss mm-hmm. and you're looking at creatine, there's a nice little thing called a confounding barrier called the middle to where when you're lifting more of any kind, your body's going to start to produce more testosterone. Mm-hmm. As you lift more, there's a whole protein or a hormone equivalent from testosterone that's mm-hmm. derived from testosterone and it's uh, DHT. And so that is going to actually increase your hair loss. Mm. So it's not the creatine that's causing hair loss. It's the increased amounts of testosterone from you lifting more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something to where if you want to use Rogaine or whatever other right. hair loss supplement or right. Or if you want to go natural, uh, I hear rosemary. Yes, rosemary is actually uh, that is a that is a good alternative. Yeah. But uh, that's something to where creatine is what's actually causing. So don't fear monger creatine just because, you know, you haven't looked into the literature there. Right. And it's like, everybody gets two pays now anyway. It's like our 45th president had it. It's like Elon Musk got, you know, hair, yeah. hair job. It's yeah. like everybody gets it anyway. It's like, mm-hmm. don't, don't fear it. Yeah, it's like exactly. Gains in health are way better, way better. Um, so it doesn't help um, during the, like, day necessarily, you know, because yeah. it, we're not typically using that energy up, mm-hmm. but as opposed to like what our body can make. But so during the day too, another good vitamin that I've been taking is B12. Yep. B12 is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely, you know, if uh, that's something where if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, that's an easy mm-hmm. way to kind of help, you know, it's not going to fight it off entirely. Right. But if you can take little steps towards yes getting yourself in a better mindset and, right. you know, getting outside, forming good relationships. Yeah. Do everything you can first. Don't create a lifestyle and then go ask your doctor for a pill to take care of it. Right. Create a lifestyle where that's not going to be as much of an issue. If it still happens, there's nothing wrong with getting help in that sense. There's something wrong with, you know, going to therapy and asking for help. But right. it's definitely something where you want to create the lifestyle where that's not, that's not predominantly going to happen. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Create the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you look at you know a lot of people who are sitting inside playing video games all day, and I've been guilty of it. Right. Same. You're not in the best mindset. No. And that's 
it's difficult to hear then because I was very much in denial. Like, oh, shut right. up. It's like, you don't know anything. Yeah. It's like, what? I can sit in here for 18 hours straight and, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to friends online. Oh, yeah. Right? It's I'm getting socialization. Thing. No. no. There, there's nothing that equates, not even Zoom mm-hmm. can equate to this. Yes. In person. Conversation, connection. Mm-hmm. There's there's energy. There's feelings. There's emotion, and all of that can be felt. Yep. You can't feel that over a screen mm-hmm. and a you know whatever yep. over a phone call or text. You can't get it. Certainly not in a Snapchat of the ceiling. Yeah, like yeah. you you can't get that no matter what. It's very tough. You definitely want to kind of reduce your screen time and focus on what you can do in the real world. How you can make make a legacy, make significance for yourself. Yeah. And then if you want to dial it back and just say, hey, I'm going to go for a walk today. And all of a sudden we're back at that walking for three minutes, 30 yeah. times a week. Like it, it's that simple. Three minutes, 30 times a week? I, yeah. <laughs> three <laughs> minutes, 30 times a week. That's probably actually super doable. It's still 90 minutes. <laughs> it still gets there. So yeah, I mean, whatever you need to do to get your 90 minutes of exercise a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 how simple it is, and that's how much all of this stuff does overlap, right? And you know, it's a small it's a small little cycle where one of my one of my favorite books that I read was The Compound Effect, and you know, it's mm-hmm. talking about you're going to make all of these decisions in your life, mm-hmm. and it gave the example of well, there's this one gentleman who wants to better his job, and there's this one gentleman who thinks that he's not doing as well in his job, mm-hmm. and that little mindset change mm-hmm. that's going to set one of them up for failure. And one success mm-hmm. and it talks about how over time you know they start here and this is the projected path they're on right but that one guy he's he had that little bit of i think i'm going to do better this guy had a little bit i think i'm going to do worse and you know as it kept going things kept changing and changing and changing yeah. and it was like all right well this guy got promoted because xyz happened and you know of course it has the whole well what were all the other little things in between there mm-hmm. but the first thing is just that mindset change yeah and it's the same thing with you know health in general one little thing can be the catalyst to start changing. Right. And right. that's true for the rest of your life as well. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all of this stuff does impact the rest of your life. You can start doing nutrition and uh, fitness in you know, just a bare minimum sense. That's going to apply to the rest of your life, whether you realize it or not. It does make a significant difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, just those those small steps. I mean, that's what we talk about so much in, in, in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many, there's been so many times where... It, it, it's so funny to see people, it, not not in like a, a rude sense or anything, but it's just funny to see people who, you know, start to acknowledge like the little things they do, mm-hmm. right? It, well, I got out of bed. Yeah. And and when you're depressed, when you're really depressed, that's amazing. That is huge, yeah. right? And so it's like you you're depressed, you got out of bed, but depressed people won't think about that. If you're depressed, you probably won't think about mm-hmm. that. It's like oh great, I got out of bed, I didn't die or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, it's like. Great. Okay. And I pulled myself out, you know, bed and I didn't make the bed. I'm such a loser, but it's like, well, you got out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know, you took a few steps, you yeah. went to the bathroom yep. and it, it's the same thing with exercise. It's like, okay, I got up, I went to the gym mm-hmm. and I walked on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Maybe it wasn't the 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I walked on the treadmill for 10 minutes and then I got embarrassed because it's like, oh, there's people just watching me walk here. Sure. But then it's like, you went back home and then you're like, okay, but then you do it again. Yep. Yep. You do it again. And, and do it again. I mean, that kind of stuff, it's, it's simple because when it comes down to it, it might just be going to that gym as the first step. You don't even work out. You just go to the gym and you are 
there for a little bit. Right. You get a tiny you can, bit more comfortable. You can it's just hang out in the bathroom. A little bit better than you did yesterday. Yeah. That's going to make a huge difference in the long run. If, if signing up for a gym membership knocks you out for a week, well, you got go the for gym it. Membership. You got the gym membership. Mm-hmm. You know, go for it next week. Yeah. Go one time next week. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, go hang out in the bathroom or, you know, like, I don't know, kind of walk around and then leave. Yeah. You can do that. Yep. That's fine. Yep. And then, but you can slowly watch people and say, okay, you know, don't be creepy because, you know, at the gym that, that gets kind of creepy. But, yeah. you know, um, you're probably not creepy. Okay. You're probably not creepy. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, it's like walk around and see that everybody's kind of doing their own thing mm-hmm. and then leave. That's yep. fine too. Yep. Right. Absolutely. But it's it's creating it's slowly creating that lifestyle, right? It's creating that little baby steps, and then we find slowly in that we start to find consistency. And when we start to acknowledge where we've come from mm-hmm. and the consistency we've established now, Makes it's like it's huge, it's huge. And so many people don't realize this, right? Yeah. And so going back to like the, the therapy thing, it's like when you tell people this, like, hey, no, you did this thing. Yes, I did do that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, could I keep doing it? And, and, and they'll ask that, yeah, right? Because yeah. they, they're not sure. Oh, they're yeah. not sure if they can that. But it's like, can I keep doing that? Well, I don't know. Can you? Mm-hmm. Can you, Can you? you know, keep getting out of bed? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. suppose I could. All right. How about, you know, going and calling one person mm-hmm. randomly? No, that's too much. Okay. All right. All right. And it's like, all right. How about going to the gym? You know? And mm-hmm. it's like. Well, no, I can't do that either. You know, and, and it's just, so mixed, so mixed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like just one step at a time. Yeah, it can make a huge difference before you even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth keeping in mind how much all of this stuff does overlap and how one aspect can completely change the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. It's it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like you don't think about it, but it's like. All of these things, I mean, you look on Instagram and it's like, they seem like glorified, you know, big things, super huge, you know, protein shakes. I got to have this powder. I've got to have this thing. I've got to have that thing. It's like, I got to know how to do this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like just doing it. The old, the worst thing you could ever do is not do anything. Because yep. it's like, then you're still sitting in the hole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I think... And, and there's so many just correlates with with just every part of life, especially just mental health. You know, um, exercise is so key. I know, like, exercising in the winter, it <laughs> makes my life way less miserable. Yeah. You know, when yeah. it gets dark at 4 o'clock mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like you don't see the sun yeah. you know, for more than, you know, eight hours and it's like, great. I was yeah. inside the whole time. It's... It's tough to start doing, but once you do it, you look back and you're like, wow, that was a, not that significant of a change. And right. it's completely changed my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is a reason why I want to look at doing things related to exercise, health, fitness for the rest of my life, right. because it can be the thing that makes that difference in someone's life. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to necessarily be a counselor right. to make that difference. You can just take the one little step and you can start things going and if you, you know, if I can be that person in the community who helps them, if I can be the person at the gym who helps them, if I can, mm-hmm. if I can give them a single piece of advice, if I can tell them, hey, eat a little bit more protein, 
be a little bit more conscientious about you know your intake or hey you want to go on a walk today that kind of stuff can be just a little catalyst that starts a giant ball all over Sandhill. Yep, hundred percent. It's it's doing it, you know, and and it snowballs. Mm-hmm. You know, soon maybe you are you know a fitness influencer on Instagram, and if that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like maybe you are you know uh, you know if it's your goal to get a girl or or a guy, you know, it's like yeah, it's like do it, mm-hmm. you know. It's yep. like maybe you're there, maybe you're you know. Your body image has been, you know, the bane of your existence for your whole life. And then it's like you start doing one thing right at a time. Mm-hmm. It's like you do it over and over and over again. It's like that compounds and it becomes just this giant snowball. Yeah. And you just barrel through life, man. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and no one can stop you then. Mm-hmm. Like you are like unstoppable. And, and sometimes, you know, there might be things that chip at that yeah. snowball, right? It's not like it just keeps growing all the mm-hmm. time. And it's not to say that there are bigger snowballs, but it's like, you just keep going. Yep. You do you, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And I think, I think we just get so caught up in this social media realm that it's like comparison, comparison. It's like, compare yourself to you, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, concern, concern yourself with yourself. It's like, yeah. just cause Johnny has been, you know, lifting weights for the last 15 years, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, doesn't mean that you yeah, can't, you can't start, you can't start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to wrap up here, I got five questions for sure, you. Sure, sure. So we're going to do this. It's called the final five. Okay. All right. First podcast, give me a break. Um, <laughs> so the final five is the first one. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure movie? That's a tough one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any one movie. Because there's a, there's a couple that kind of fit in the category. All right. But I would just say this is growing up with two sisters. I'm going to blame them for this entirely. Oh, boy. Because um, I do. I'm, I enjoy comedy. But growing up with two sisters, uh, I've experienced a lot of chick flicks and rom-coms. And I actually really enjoy romantic comedies. Okay. Don't ever tell anyone. Don't ever tell anyone. But I really <laughs> enjoy romantic comedies. Right. Keep it, keep yeah, it here. Yeah. Keep it here. Um, and I... I don't know what it is about them specifically, yeah. whether it's, you know, just the fact that it's somewhat real or Paul Rudd always seems to be in them, but <laughs> Paul Rudd always does seem to be in them. That's but, fair. but something about a good chick flick, I'm just like, you know what? That was a pretty good movie. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. No, I, I, I find sense with that. Yeah. All right. Number two. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite book? That's actually, so I already talked about the compounding effect, uh, but there's, Let's see, there's two other ones. I'm going to give a quick runner-up to How to Win Friends and Influence People Okay. Um, by Carnegie. Fantastic book. If you haven't read it, definitely do. Okay, I'll um, put a link in the description. Yeah, that's a fantastic one. It's a lot of people have read it. It's not an unknown book, but I say definitely check it out. Um, I'd say my favorite book, it's, uh, it's become more popular in the past couple of years. I'm going to say I was a hipster because I found it a long time ago. Uh, but it's uh, by an author an author from South America, uh, Paulo Polo, and it's called The Alchemist. And it's mm-hmm. it's a story about uh, karma and love and the soul of the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can take a lot of lessons from it, mm-hmm. but it was ultimately just like, you know, whatever you want, mm-hmm. you need to find the courage to ask for it. Mm-hmm. First, you need to find out what it is, and then you need to find the courage to ask for it. Right. From there, you know, you can pursue it, you can go on whatever path you want. But once you find that end goal, and work your way backwards and push towards it. 
Um, and it's it's a fantastic shorter novel actually. Um, it's like 150 or 200 pages or something. Um, it's definitely one that I recommend. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds. Good. I haven't read that. That sounds good. Definitely read that. that sounds good. Yeah. Um, all right, number three. Uh, who's your least favorite Star Wars character? All right, so yeah, I'm glad I knew about this question beforehand. Uh, <laughs> I, I let him know beforehand because, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't know. Yeah, I didn't actually look at the other questions beforehand, but I did see that one. I was like, hold on, what do you think? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Watto. Uh, Watto. Yeah, just that ugly, loud, obnoxious dude. Mm. I mean, dude's a slave trader. Like, <laughs> right, it's like... Hey, you gotta <laughs> suck. <laughs> yeah, the bar's not uh, the bar's not very high, and he's playing limbo with the devil. It's 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 way down there. He's not a good dude. That's yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's. I, I feel like a lot of people are gonna say Jar Jar. I, would, I feel like I would agree with that. I feel like a lot of people would say Jar Jar. I don't mind him. I mind the impressions people do with him. That's fair. I think that's I think that's probably gonna be why, and they're just gonna say Jar Jar without really having that asterisk there. Because I like Jar Jar as a character, but I find a lot of people are just yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Granted, if we want to look at like you know the <laughs> the lore allegations that he is actually a Sith Lord, <laughs> Jar Jar is Sith Lord. I, I love. I those. can get into that, but uh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact, actually, uh, Vader in the comics, mm. nerd. Sorry, um, Vader in the comics comes back and kills Watto. Um, like as Darth Vader, okay. Like so, maybe there's some, some resolution yeah, there. Yeah, for yeah. a little bit of resolution. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. Okay. Oh man. All right. <clears throat> so number four is what is your go-to motivation? You know, is it video? Is it book? Is it you know, calling someone? What is? It? Sure. That tends to vary day to day, and I, it's not necessarily the method of communication with someone, but just that I'm communicating with someone. Mm. Um, you know, when I talk with someone, I kind of see see something change in the back of their mind as they have an epiphany or help them realize something. It's not, you know, just talking with them, but having them learn something new or realize something new. The second I see that, I'm like, oh, it's a good day. Yeah. I want to I wanna go do everything, you know, mm. and it just, it kind of explodes from there to where I'm like, yeah, maybe today wasn't a good day, but the second I'm talking to someone and they're, you know, they want to change their college major or they're not sure if they want to do this or that for track or if they want to move or if they're going to come to Montana. But, <laughs> but you know, whatever it that is, whenever, whenever I see that little that little spark in the back of their head, and I'm just like, yep, that feels good. Yeah. So, and I mean, that tends to be phone calls sometimes, you know, whatever else. Face-to-face is definitely the best, yeah. but even sometimes you can hear a new voice appears on the phone or something, and that's, that's just fantastic. So, yeah. if I know you're having a bad day, just... Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna move. I'm thinking about moving to Montana. What you think? Oh, if you said that, I w- I would go crazy. All right, yeah, all right. Absolutely. So secret secret motivation right uh-huh. there. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> all right, then last last one here. Um, kind of going off this one. Uh-huh. What's one thing you look forward to every day? That's a good one. Um, I. Uh, so we're gonna go kind of based off of the malnourished nickname food. I love food. I live for food. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, no, that's definitely something to where it's like, that's a little thing, but whenever I'm going to a meal, especially if it's like something I prepared, mm-hmm. sometimes the food I make, it's not the best. I, I blame my dad for that. He didn't give me some good habits. But 
But it's like, oh, you know, why are you putting these five things together? I want to see if they taste good. They don't, but it's fine. <laughs> and, but, but sometimes they do. Or sometimes, you know, I cook a roast better than I have in the past. Or I cook mm-hmm. a steak and I'm like, oh, that is perfect. Or, yeah. You know, whatever it is. That, that's definitely something to where it's like, whenever I make food and it ends up good, mm-hmm. it's even better. But just sitting down to eat and just right. knowing that, you know, I have the ability to eat. I've got a healthy relationship with food because of, mm-hmm. you know, the way that I've tracked in the past. And then knowing that, you know, this one food, whether it's, you know, a super healthy meal or if it's a cheat meal or some kind, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't going to make or break my life moving forward. This is just something I can enjoy right now. Forget about anything else that's happening, whether it's good or bad, and just enjoy the meal. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Jesse, thanks and for being my me. first guest. Yeah, yeah. I hope it wasn't too miserable for you. No, no, I've uh, endured worse things. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. I was a cross country kid. You were a cross. Yeah. Pain. Pain. All right. Thanks for coming on, buddy. <laughs> Thank you.